This podcast is a 98 Studios production. Hello, everyone. My name is Joe Morton, and welcome to my podcast, which is entitled A Cup of Joe. This is a podcast dedicated to health and wellness. So we're going to talk about it all, and I love this subject. I'm passionate about it, and I want you to know something. I'm grateful to be a part of your journey. And again, all the different things that we're talking about are going to help you understand that you hold the key and that your success is in your hands and greatness is out there for you. Hello, everyone. My name is Joe Morton, and welcome to my podcast, A Cup of Joe. This is a podcast dedicated to all things health and wellness. Today, I want to talk about something very special, something, a word that you've probably heard. You see it on magazine covers. You hear this buzzword all over the place, but what is it? And that is mindfulness. Let's talk about this today. Before we're going to do this, I think a word that's appropriate during this discussion of mindfulness is Genshai. I happen to be wearing this hat right now. Genshai is uh, a Hindi word, an ancient Hindi word that means never treat others or yourself in a way that makes them feel small. And I just want you to think about that. I want you to ponder on that word. A good friend of mine, Lance Schiffman, um, is running a pro, uh, an organization called Genshai Giving. And, and it's a beautiful word. It's a beautiful way to be able to look at life starting with yourself. You know, Jesus also said, um, love thy neighbor as thyself. The whole point being we start with ourselves. And so we love those around us, but include ourselves. And so I want you to think about that, especially as we're talking about mindfulness today. So what is mindfulness? How did I get onto my own journey for mindfulness? Uh, over the years, year, years ago, I was, uh, operating a company with several partners. We were in over 40 countries around the world. Uh, very, very hectic. A lot of moving parts, as you can imagine. A lot of employees, a lot of meetings, a lot of sales rallies. I would travel the world. I was on jet lag quite perpetually. In fact, I pretty much lived at jet lag, lived on airplanes, lived in hotels, ate in restaurants all over the world, which is exciting, sounds exciting, but it's very stressful as well when you have offices around the world and, and the stresses in the, of the day-to-day -day business. I felt a bit like um, I was playing a, a real-life version of whack-a-mole. It's like every time I looked, there was another problem that would arise. And all the stuff that comes along with operating a company, the good and the challenging as well. But I found myself in a space where I wasn't quite sure how to handle the stresses. I was learning along the way, which this is part of our life and our journey. All of us go through this. And I needed to learn on my own, how would I manage? How would I manage the stresses? Everything that I was going through, all that mm, stress, they call it chronic stress. There's two types of stress. There's acute stress. Acute stress is just that stress that kind of hits us um, we're naturally able to handle it, dealing with uh, deadlines and so forth. That kind of comes and goes. But if you don't take care of stress, it becomes more chronic stress. Okay. And chronic stress is that one that you hear possibly called the silent killer. Okay. Because we just get so caught up in the day-to-day, -day, we can't seem to, it's the whack-a-mole. It's the, it's the real-life version of whack-a-mole. We never could quite get ahead. This is the stuff that is, chronic stress is, is a little more dangerous, okay? This is the kind of stress that can cause cardiovascular challenges. It can cause uh, high blood pressure, which is going to cause cardiovascular challenge, immune system challenges, um, overwhelming feeling of I can't seem to succeed. 
I can't seem to find the solution. Cause our heart to race. You know what I'm talking about. And this is the stuff that keeps going and keeps going. And so I was starting to feel this chronic stress. And I found myself, interestingly, although I had done um, endurance events prior to that, I found myself being drawn even more to endurance events and ultimately drew me to start mountaineering with my first mountain, a couple of locals here in Utah, of course, Timp and, and Kings Peak and so forth. But I found myself drawn to Kilimanjaro in Africa. And uh, Lance, in fact, Lance, who runs this Genshai organization, and my son Caden joined me. And that was my first real, I found myself being drawn to this. I didn't quite understand why. I didn't know why, but I was drawn to it. The next mountain became Elbrus in Russia, which is the highest peak in uh, in Europe, uh, Kilimanjaro, the highest peak in, in um, Africa, and then Elbrus, the highest peak in Europe. And then later, in, year, years later, I ended up doing um, uh, Everest Base Camp and Island Peak in, in the Himalayas as well. And I've done some other locals in the United States. And so I found myself drawn to this. And I didn't understand that Edgar Tolle, actually in his book, Power of Now, actually discusses this. And it wasn't until years later that I realized I was doing what he taught, which is forcing ourselves into the present moment. I didn't know that I was drawn to that. And yet that's what I was doing. So what is mindfulness? Let me describe it now that I just basically said it. There's multiple different descriptions, but in essence, it is bringing ourselves into the present moment, being in the now, as Edgar Tolle talks about. I'm going to go over a couple of definitions, basic definitions, Wikipedia definition, the quality of state of being conscious or aware of something. Um, a mental state achieved by focusing one's awareness on the present moment while calmly acknowledging and accepting one's feelings, thoughts, and bodily sensations used as a therapeutic technique. Another definition from mindful.org. Mindfulness is the basic human ability to be fully present, aware of where we are and what we are doing, and not overly reactive or overwhelmed by what's going on. Mindfulness is a quality that every human being already possesses. It's not something that you have to conjure up. You just have to learn how to access it. From mind.org, mindfulness is a technique you can learn which involves noticing what's happening in the present moment without judgment. You might take notice and be aware of your mind, body, or surroundings. The technique has roots in Buddhism and meditation, but you don't have to be spiritual or have any particular beliefs to try it. Mindfulness aims to help you become more self-aware, feel calmer and less stressed, feel more ability to choose how to respond to your thoughts and feelings, cope with difficult or unhelpful thoughts, be kinder towards yourself. Like Genshai talks about, be kind to yourself, including yourself and others. Don't treat others less than what they really are, which is greatness. So I didn't quite know that I was I was forcing myself into those present moments. And it is in these present moments that we can find peace. 
we can find solitude and we can find answers. It's really quite amazing. Think about our day-to-day, what we go through um, on, a, on a daily basis. Just, just consider this. We wake up in the morning, turn on, turn on our devices immediately. You know what I'm talking about, right? You, you turn it on. You immediately start scanning. You go through your texts. You go through your emails. You go through social media. Not one, not two, not three. There's multiple platforms that we'll use in social media. Oftentimes, and in many cases, turn on the news. We start scanning the news. And what do we see with the news? I just happened to pull up a major news source for today, which is um, the 26th of October. And I'm just going to read, it's unfortunate that there was a, a shooting today. And uh, out of, you know, it's, it's awful that that happens. But I just want to go through the headlines to give you an idea. Because if we're hitting the news first thing in the morning, this is going to cause us stress. It's going to cause us anxiety. It's going to cause us concern and worry. This is all the news. This is the main news stories on this particular website. There's an arrest warrant for the shooting, sadly, in Maine. Main residents are on lockdown. 18 people were killed. The next part of the story is 18 people were killed and 13 injured. Um, the next part is a video of people running out of the bowling alley. Again, very sad. I'm sorry to hear that this has happened. And then the next story is about what they know about the shooter. Um, and then information on the attacks, something about the National Guard. Shootings happen within 15 minutes of each other. And then just basically the next, uh, how L.L. Bean, which is their headquarters are there, had to shut down. They're shut down for the day. Pictures uh, is the next one. And then jump into the other stories of the day. Um, suspect in fatal, fatal shooting of a judge. Windsurfer wipes out when whale springs out of water. That one might actually... Hope he's okay. Uh, Meg Ryan explains why she left Hollywood. Pretty sure that's not very positive. Um, everything is destroyed. That's the the title of this next one. I haven't clicked on it yet, but Russia practices mass, massive nuclear strike again. That's going to cause us an anxiety and worry and, and stress. Mortgage rates climb higher, edging closer to 8%. That's definitely causing a lot of stress in, in, in the nation and the whole world. Um, feeling that that pressure um, of anyone trying to get a loan or if you happen to have um, in loans out there that are coming up that have to start raising rates and mm, LOCs and so forth. Uh, two strangers found an apartment in Prague. What happened next was unexpected. Mm, could be, I don't know, quite, I haven't quite clicked it on yet. Uh, never seen anything like it. Teacher speak, uh, spots a lot of big problems with their students. Um, let's see here. Chris Jenner reveals why she cheated on her, on Robert Kardashian. Anyways, this is, these are the, these are the top stories. Nothing really positive. Again, very sad about these shootings, but if we're going to this source first thing in the morning and how we're starting our day, you can see why people feel, um, anxious, feel worried. 
and that's how we kickstart our day. So we're going through immediately. We're hitting um, our dopamine with uh, dopamine rushes with uh, with emails, texts. Um, if you turn on your phone, of course, you hear that bing, 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 and starts hitting, and that can cause a little bit of stress going. Uh, we take our phones everywhere, right? While we're eating, you you know what I'm talking about. While we're eating, you're uh, we're we're looking at our phones. While we're in the bathroom, admit it. You know, um, while you're in the bathroom, you got your phone. Uh, while we're talking to people, while we're maybe having breakfast, while other people in the room, we're using our phones. You know what I'm talking about. We do this, right? While we're in our car, maybe we listen to the news. Maybe we're, uh, unfortunately, hopefully not texting, but we get caught up. And because if we're hearing that bing, 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 we're feeling that stress of, oh, I got to answer. I got to answer. I got to answer. And the day goes on. Then we're sitting in meetings at work. We're looking at our phones. We're scanning social media. We're doing other things. Uh, shouldn't be while we're at work, but you know, we do this. We're at lunch with a bunch of people. What are we doing? Watching our phones, looking at our phones. We're constantly, constantly on the go. We never quite give it a break. And the, and the day goes on. It continues on. It continues on. And then get together, been back together as families and we're all on our phones at the table and we're trying to eat and not really present, not in the moment. We're focused on every, everything else, possibly work, work issues, answering texts, answering emails. And the night goes on and it continues on and possibly we scan the new, and we're scanning right as we go to bed. This is an average, average day. And so you can see why um, there's a case for mindfulness to become present, to shut out everything. Now, here's another thing, another reason why mindfulness. We tend to live in the past, focused on the past, or we're anxious about the future. And yet, we miss somehow, all too often miss the present moment. You know, the movie Napoleon Dynamite, you've got Uncle Rico and everyone thinks that's pretty funny. Uncle Rico, he kind of lives in the past. He's throwing the football out in the field, lives in a van. Um, this is Uncle Rico. He's funny. But how many of us do live in the past? We rehash the past over and over and over again. And we continue to relive it. But here's the thing about the past. It's past. It's never going to happen again. And we give up living in the moment, in the present moment. We give up all these beautiful opportunities. Relationships, conversations, progression that could be taking place because we're focused on the past. Forgiveness is a big part of that. Do we forgive the past? Do we figure, forgive ourselves or other people? So here's a, here's a thought uh, from Lao Tzu, a Chinese philosopher who lived 500 BC. He said this, if you're depressed, now I'm not talking clinical depression here. He's, this is a, a statement that was made, what, 2,500 years ago. If you're depressed, you're living in the past. If you're anxious, you are living in the future. If you are at peace, you are living in the moment. And these are those words from Lao Tzu. Um, 
Buddha also said, which living, uh, taking place around the same period of time, the secret of health for both mind and body is not to mourn for the past, worry about the future, or anticipate troubles, but to live in the present moment wisely and earnestly. I really liked how he said that. Mourning the past or worry about the future or anticipate troubles. How much of the time do we waste in our present moment worried and concerned and just going crazy over what could happen? Potential, like he says, troubles, anticipate troubles. That may never happen and in most cases don't. And yet we're giving up that present moment. Let's talk about becoming present in the moment. First, I want to just kind of go over a few quotes, some some quotes that I've enjoyed over the years that hopefully you can enjoy as well, that have helped me understand this, um, the importance of it. And these are not, this is not people that have just recent quotes. These quotes will go back thousands and thousands of years. This is stands the test of time. This is as true as it was uh, 2,500 years ago when Lao Tzu was saying that and to the modern day. So let's just go through a few of them. Um, in the Old Testament, 1,000 BC to 930 BC, uh, in Psalms 46.10, be still and know that I am God. The whole point being be still, become still, become in the moment. And the peace that comes from that, Buddha said, peace comes from within. And again, Buddha is about 500 BC. Peace comes from within. Do not seek it without. I love that quote. Remember, and you know, I've mentioned this many times on my podcast. We all, you, hold the key to our success. And that includes in our health and wellness, our mindfulness. We hold the key. And like like stated here, peace comes from within. Do not seek it without. Krishnamurti said, in oneself lies the whole world. And if you know how to look and learn, the door is there and the key is in your hand. The key. We hold the key. The key is in your hand. Nobody on earth can give you either the key of the door to to open except yourself. I love that. So if we hold the key, as as we're reading here, if we're holding the key, why wouldn't we turn within? And turning within is in the present moment. Rumi, um, a, a 13th century Sufi poet, said, the universe is not outside of you. Look in your, into yourself. Everything you want, you already are. Oh, love that. That's beautiful. Rumi also said, silence is God's language. Everything else is a poor translation. So we're learning some, you can see like there's a little bit of a, uh, a theme here. We're learning about becoming present in the moment and turning within. Here's a quote from Edgar Tolley. In fact, I'm going to jump into him for in, in just a moment. And he's the one who wrote that book, The Power of Now, that made such an impact on me that I realized what I was doing. That I was, and he talked about how endurance athletes and mountaineers and rock climbers and, 
interestingly, I got into rock climbing around the same time because when you're rock climbing, you can't think of anything else. You cannot be focused on the, uh, worried about the past or anxious about the future. Boy, you're right in the present moment. And when, and, and when running, I love to run on the streets. Love it. However, if I have a choice, hands down, I'm on, on trails, hands down. You have to be present when you're running on trails. You have to be, there's roots, there's rocks, there's, uh, big divots and all over the place. If you're not focused and present and in the moment, you will trip. So it forces us into the present moment. And, um, I found myself like when I go biking, I love biking because it forces me into the present moment, take it to the mountains and mountain biking, even more so forced in the moment. And what I find is I find that when I'm, I'm biking, some of the greatest inspiration comes to me, ideas, thoughts, solutions. There's no secret there. There's no, there's no mystery there. And again, I kind of was figuring this out on my own without really knowing it. And when I read that, I went, oh my gosh, this is what's going on. Forcing me into the present moment. I love it. So Edgar Tolley says, time isn't precious at all because it is an illusion. What you perceive as precious is not time, but one point that is out of time, the now. This is precious, precious indeed. The more you are focused on time, past and future. Remember, we're talking about don't waste your time worrying about the past or the future. Focus on the now. The more you missed the now is what he says. The more precious thing, the most precious thing there is. There's an unknown quote that I have as just one that I reference from time to time. It just says the space between your thoughts is the doorway to the universal truth space between your thoughts. Really love how that was, that was put. Um, Dr. Deepak Chopra says healing takes place in the gap between our thoughts, something like that. And I love that way he's, the way he puts it. Okay. So in fact, in, uh, Edgar Tolley's book, Stillness Speaks, I highly recommend this book. In fact, very easy to read. Um, not a difficult book, lots of wisdom. I read this regularly. I love to refer to it, reference it. I keep it close to me. It's a lot of great wisdom. It's just one quote after another of great wisdom. Now, um, let's see here. Page seven. He says, this is kind of going along the similar lines of what I just read and also Dr. Deepak Chopra. Pay attention to the gap. The gap between two thoughts, the brief, silent space between words in a conversation, between the notes of a piano or flute, or gap between in-breath and out-breath. When you pay attention to the gap, awareness of something becomes just awareness. The formless dimension of pure consciousness arises from within you and replaces identification with form. I really, really love how he words that. Pay attention to the gap, the gap between two thoughts, the brief, silent space between words and a conversation. Love that. Carl Jung, a Swiss psychologist and psychoanalyst who founded analytical psychology, actually, he says, who looks outside dreams, who looks inside awakens. Again, going to that theme of turning within, finding ways to become present, turn within. Now, here's an interesting one that you may have never heard before. 
Uh, I love this. You may have never heard of the Gospel of Thomas before. The Gospel of Thomas is an interesting uh, book of Scripture. It was found in 1945 in Nagamadi, Egypt. And um, just a farmer, a young farmer was tossing some rocks in a cave and he heard like a, the smashing of a of clay pot. Discovers these, what are considered Gnostic Gospels, and they're called Gnostic Gospels because they weren't included in the canonized versions of the, of the Bible. They just weren't. So you've got the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And this is Thomas, one of the, one of the apostles, but was never put in there. Now, the, they've been dated to 60 AD, to somewhere between 60 AD and 250 AD. And they're basically just sayings of Jesus. In, in these sayings, says, if you bring forth what is within you, what you bring forth will save you. If you do not bring forth what is within you, what you do not bring forth will destroy you. That was Jesus' quote. Interesting. So again, talking about what's within us, bringing it out. Albert Einstein said, I love this, one of the brilliant minds, one of the greatest brilliant thinking minds of all time and arguably of all time. Albert Einstein said, I think 97, 99%, excuse me, I think 99 times and find nothing. I stop thinking, swim in silence, and truth comes to me. Now that's Albert Einstein talking. Thomas Edison, I love this. Thomas Edison, a little known fact, he used to hold two metal balls in his hand, one in each hand. And he would get himself into what, almost like a, a state of sleeping, close to sleeping. Many, many will say that it's a theta state of the brain, theta, brain waves. And as soon as though he would f- go to fall asleep and the metal balls would fall and drop on the floor, it would wake him up. He had a, he had a pad of paper um, in front of him and then he would just start writing down all these ideas, all these invention ideas, and all the things that would come to his mind. He'd write them down. And that's where he got a lot of his inspiration. What was he doing? He'd becoming quiet, stilling the mind, finding a way to go within. And then when that time happens, boom. He was able to find inspiration. So there's a book, another book, another easy book that I I recommend, actually. I'm going to dive into a lot of what um, is discussed in here. Thich Nhat Hanh is a Buddhist monk from Vietnam, and uh, he's since passed away. He's passed away several years ago. But he wrote this incredible, he wrote a lot of books, actually. I don't know how many books he's written, but I've read several of them. And I really like his style. But this book, if you're looking for a way to become present, and that's what this whole, this whole podcast is about, is becoming present in the moment, mindful. This book, along with The Stillness Speaks by Edgar Tolley, this book is remarkable. It's called Peace is Every Step. And that should just kind of give you an idea. Sometimes, oftentimes, more than not, we think of, we think of, Mindfulness as meditation, we have to sit, become still, uh, close our eyes, cross our legs, which is, of course, true. That can happen. But I want to open up the idea of, and I, and it was really great to hear, again, like that whole idea 
pushed into the present moment by, by rock climbing or mountaineering or uh, trail running. Now that I say that, how many of you are going, wait a second, I love trail running. I find so, ins- so much inspiration when I trail run or when I'm mountain biking or rock climbing or whatever it might be, or just being out in nature. Something happens when we shut our phone down and we're surrounded by nature. It's magic. But pieces every step steps into the, uh, approaches this, this idea that you can do this all day, every day. And I'm going to go through some of these, these here in just a moment. So let's talk about ways that we can do this. So close your eyes and listen. Just close your eyes and listen. Wherever you might be. Now, now, if you're driving in a car, please do not do this. But if you're like at a grocery store on a plane, I just did it on a plane the other day. We were sitting on the runway for a lot longer than probably expected. Everyone's jumping up. Everyone's trying to, you know, scramble around, grab their bags. I just sat. And I just closed my eyes and just listened. I wasn't in lotus position. I wasn't, you know chanting or, or going through any mantras or anything, nothing, just listening, being in that present moment. Suddenly you start to hear, try to dis- describe what you hear just in your mind. Again, don't close your eyes and do this while you're driving, but you're going to hear babies crying. You're going to hear people chatting, little discussions here and there. You're going to start to hear clanks and, you know, possibly some sirens of a car over over there or some honking over here. You just start to listen. Music playing. Conversation that you would not have noticed. Or sounds that you just would not have noticed. And Peace is Every Step is discussing in this this idea that you can find peace in the present moment in everyday activities, like I just described. Let's go through a few of them. Here's one that's very important that we should all practice. And I'm, I, I, I'm constantly reminding myself of this, and that is while we're with people, our loved ones, our friends, put the phone down. I know this is a tough one. I'm, I'm dead serious. This is very tough in the world we live in right now. Remember my daughter, Kelsey, it's a beautiful little soul. She's 14 years old. Several years ago, we were on a date. I took her on little daddy daughter dates and I'm playing around with my phone. And at one point she grabs the phone puts it on the table and looks at me in the eyes and says, daddy, put it down. I'm here. I thought, oh my gosh, how profound is that? And although I'm not perfect at it and I continue to work, I'm conscious of it. When I'm on a date night with her or with my wife, I try to put it down, put it under your leg, just or turn it, turn it off or whatever. Stay focused on the person you're with. And learn what you can, you know, start to learn from these conversations. Quiet that phone. There's one thing. 
Okay, in peace is every step. While you're eating, become present, be in the moment. Focus on what you're doing. This is a very powerful thing also from, uh, like, don't, don't necessarily be using your phone. Okay, focus on what you're eating. Thikot Nathan talks about this. Is be mindful of your chewing. Be mindful of the tastes. Be mindful of the, the smells, the sensations. Be mindful of the conversations that are taking place around us. And I love this because I used to serve tables. My wife and I both used to serve tables. And one of the things that I loved is I could see people come in. And I noticed this years and years ago before I started getting into this idea of mindfulness. Decades ago, in fact. And I noticed that people could come into a dinner. This is pre-cell phones, okay? This is a long time ago. They would come in for dinner and it would be like time stands still for a moment. Just for a moment. For the hour, two hours, three hours, whatever it would take to have that dinner. And they would talk and they would talk and they would get in. And it was beautiful. And it was like therapeutic for people. And I loved that about serving tables. I loved that that moment in time could be this special experience for this couple or group of people. Healing. Almost healing. It was, it's a form of mindfulness, being present and being in the moment. And so eating can be that way. Now I'm going to throw into that as well, uh, giving thanks on the food, however you feel is, is the best way to do that for, in your life, in your practice. But giving thanks for the food. Go through what you're eating. You know, take for example, you're eating, I don't know, an apple. And you're eating it with a little bit of cheese. Consider all that went into that apple to get to you at your place. And then the cheese, the farmers involved, uh, the, the, the cheese making process, uh, the, the cows that and just keep going through the list of all the different ways that you were able to get that with you here at that moment in time. Consider that. Is it some granola? You might think, well, granola is pretty simple. That's pretty easy, Joe. Well, is it to make that granola, to package it, get it to you, be right there, in the moment, the almond milk that you use or the, or the, or the cow's milk or whatever, or the coconut milk or the soy milk, whatever you're using to be able to eat that, be grateful and watch how your the way you see that food and that experience of eating changes. That's mindfulness. Be present in the grocery store. I mentioned this a little earlier, but just you're standing there in the grocery store and, you, and sometimes we get very irritable. I know I have in the past. You get irritable. Ah, I have to wait in this line. That guy's trying to use coupons and come on, speed things up. Instead, maybe just close your eyes and just listen, observe. Hear what's going on. Take 30 seconds, a minute, minute and a half. Just be present and mindful. And let some healing take place in the gap between our thoughts. Be mindful while washing dishes. In fact, again, in this book, Pieces Every Step, he uses that as an example. That mundane washing of dishes that we tend to get so annoyed with. What if you turned it into Pieces Every Step? Become mindful of the moment. 
Try not to think about or worried about the past or stressed about what could happen, what troubles could happen. Become present right in that moment. Be mindful of what you're going through. Um, make your workouts, use intentions with your workouts. Instead of just going through the motions and being stressed about everything that's going on, become very present in the moment and watch how well your exercise and your experiences go, go that, that, that experience goes for you. Become very intentional with each rep. Become very intentional with each uh, set. Think about that present moment. Think about the muscles that are being uh, used. Consider that in the present moment and watch how better your workouts become. It's magical. I noticed that when I was doing, I do push-ups and I do pull-ups and stuff. And I, there was this moment where this period of time where I was just kind of going through the motions, just trying to get them done every day. Then I became very intentional about them, thinking about them right in the moment. I'm not stressed about, I got to get out the door to do this or this, just very present in the moment. And it's amazing how much more benefit I get out of it mentally, psychologically, emotionally, but also physically. Same when you're running and trails and so forth, whatever that might be. Yoga. I love yoga. Yoga is a powerful way to become present and in the moment. When you're doing yoga, be very intentional about it. And if you have a good instructor, maybe you do it by yourself at home, but if you have a good instructor, they will help guide you with your thoughts as well. And a great way to do it is is to go to a studio. It's wonderful. And if you wonder, yoga suddenly became super popular. Not only is it wonderful and it's fun and it's exciting and like it's a good experience to go there and oftentimes before and after there's a little social element of it too. But people don't even know that they're being forced into the present moment and they're being drawn to it because there's healing that takes place in the yoga experience within a yoga flow. Cold water therapy, another one. Everyone's being drawn to cold water therapy. It's hip, it's cool, it's fun, it's exciting. You have to be in the moment when you do cold water therapy. You know what I'm talking about. You go into that cold water, boom. You're immediately present and in the moment. And yes, there's all these incredible physical benefits, but there's emotional and mental benefits to it as well because we're, boom, right in the present moment, allowing those gaps between the thoughts and the gaps between emotions to help us heal and to feel peace. Uh, Go to a concert. I just went to a concert this week. um, And it's amazing when you're in a concert, you can, you're, you just become present. You're dancing, you're excited, you're singing songs. You're, you're just loving those experiences. Get in the present moment. I love that. Again, peace is every step. Find a way to be able to become present in the moment. Meditation. Now, of course, this is, this now, um, you take, take the pieces every step. We're talking about ways to be able to come, become mindful on a daily basis. This is a great way. Start your day. I highly recommend starting the day, even if it's for two minutes. But there's great guided meditations that are found for free on YouTube. Easy to find. Find a, start with today, um, a gratitude meditation. Just type in, 
five-minute gratitude meditation. Put on your headphones and just sit and let them guide you through it. Recommend doing that before bed as well. Help prep your mind, your body, your spirit to go to bed with gratitude in your heart. Being grateful for all the blessings that you have in your life. They're going to oftentimes have you focus on your breathing and um, counting out breaths, possibly um, doing a body scan meditation. I really like this where you go through the different systems of your body or start from the top of your head and go down to the bottom of your feet and just go through each part of your body and giving great, giving uh, thanks for it. Um, but also just focusing on it and recognizing and become present in the moment. Recognize how powerful your body really is with this body scan type of a medica- meditation. And so, um, in fact, I, uh, a meditation that a friend of mine introduced me to, it's amazing. It's a breath meditation by Wim Hof. Wim Hof's also the one who um, made cold water therapy super popular. Again, forcing us into the moment truly finding healing and peace in the gap between those thoughts. Um, But uh, Wim Hof also teaches a a breathing. Uh, It's a little longer. It's like 10 or 11 minutes long. I did, I've started this practice and I love it. Deep breath work. Great way to push ourselves into the present moment. Become mindful, mindful of our breath and healing taking place in that process. So grateful that you joined on this podcast on mindfulness. What is it? Becoming present, becoming in the moment. Try to forgive and and let the past be the past. Try not to be focused on the troubles or anxious about what could take place in the future. Because those two will cause us to miss such an important and the only the only time we have, which is right now, the present moment. My name is Joe Morton for this episode of Mindfulness, and I appreciate you joining on A Cup of Joe. Make it a great day.